I have uh, on my left, your right, a picture covered up. Now, for probably a big chunk of you, you're sitting there saying, okay, would you just uncover the picture? I'd like to see what it is. There's probably a few of you who would enjoy sitting there with it, sort of the way it is. Because you can sort of sit and speculate a little bit. Well, what's under there? Uh, What's it look like? Maybe it's going to be this. Maybe it's going to be that. Um, We're going to talk about a picture today. But really, before we can talk about a picture... There's something else that has to happen, and that is that you have to be able to see the picture. You know, our eyes. We have to be able to see. Um, For some of us, at a pretty young age, we realize that's not working so well. And whether it was a teacher or the school nurse, or you made some comment and mom said, What? You can't see that? it was quickly figured out that there was a problem with our vision and we had to go take a vision test and see what was up with our eyes and how clearly we could see and how poorly we could see. You've seen that picture before if you've been around this church, if you're not visiting, because it's really been a a, least two-year process that as a church we've tried to say how clearly are we seeing Um, how's our vision not just physical vision but spiritual vision how well are we seeing our church and and who we are and our God and what he's doing and just all of that and the leaders committed to that process a couple years ago And you've heard about that if you've been around here. Part of that is because we do believe that God has a picture of our church. If we were right before God's throne right now, and we mentioned Andover Christian Church, it's not that God has a blank whiteboard. It's not that God would say, oh, never thought about that. It's that God would say, oh yeah, that's my church, Andover Christian Church, yeah, I'm, and he'd have some thoughts about our church. And in a sense, that's the picture we want to see, God's picture of Andover Christian Church. But to do that, we've got to check out our vision. And it's been a fun process, at least I think it's been fun. Because then that whole process of saying, how clearly are we seeing reality? How clearly are we seeing our church? One of the things that we were able to do is sort of look back and say, you know what? God has moved here. And you see that word at the bottom of the slides, and you've seen that word, and you're going to see a lot more. Because as we looked at all this, that's the word that kept coming back. God has moved. God is moving. And it's in the future, too. But one of the things it allowed us to do was celebrate all God has done. How he has moved. And maybe it wasn't by coincidence. Maybe it was God's planning that all of this happened just a few years after this congregation celebrated a 50th anniversary. 
and, and a history had been written about all that this church went through. And so part of checking out our vision was to look back and say, you know, God has moved here. If you've seen any of those pictures, you realize that there, was, uh, there is a, a little building on Main Street in Anoka, basically across from truffles and torts. We identify with what we like, okay? Some of you may say over Peterson's shoes and some other ways, but I'll go with truffles and torts. And on a second floor, somewhere in that block, some people said, where there is no church, we're going to start a church. And this congregation started up above one of those buildings. And then they bought a building, an old Methodist building, right beside the cemetery at 10 and Hanson. I think it's now a Mexican restaurant. Not the building, but the land. And then they built their own building. And then they moved here. But Clear Vision didn't just show us some buildings. It showed us what faithful people, some of you sitting in this room and some who've passed on, faithful people who worked and gave and listened to God, and when God said move, they moved. And they worked and they served and they took risks and they started ministries and lives were touched and families were helped. And part of that vision check, as we tried to make sure we had clear looking, realized, you know, God has really blessed this church. And one of the things that came out of that is we even brought in somebody from the outside who could be objective. He came back and he said, you know what? God has blessed this church. He gave us a list of 17 things. He said, look at all these blessings you have. 17 qualities. 17 things that he went down through and said, look what God has done here. God has moved. And we celebrate that and who we are today as we sit here. On March 13th, 2016, in a sense, we're standing on the shoulders of all those people who listened to God and moved when he asked them to move. But if you're like me and you need corrective lenses, you don't just have the test. Then you got to fix things. You need uh, what we called a vision tune. you got to fix your eyes. You need some contacts. You need bifocals. You're farsighted, you're nearsighted, you need to see more clearly. And so that's why we did that, was to say, okay, what does God see here? And part of what we came to understand is God isn't done moving. He's not finished. He's still working. And part of what we came to understand and believe, and I want to talk to you about it for a second, is... Do churches just exist? In other words, is our goal to make sure next Sunday morning there's a service here? That the doors are open. And if we pull that off, we've done our job. And I think if you're honest, if I'm honest, there's a lot of churches that that's what they would say today. If this building is still in use 20 years from now and the doors are open, we've done our job. But I guess as leaders, we don't believe that. We believe there's more than that. Not that that's a bad thing. 
But that God wants to use us as a church just like he does individuals. There's a verse that we've used, I've preached it. And a lot of times we apply it to ourselves as individuals. That this is true for me, it's true for you. But I want us to look at today as a verse that's collective because actually the pronouns in it are all plural. They're not singular pronouns. We are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus, not to just exist. We are created to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. If that's true, and we believe it is, then not just individually, but collectively as this group called Andover Christian Church, God has some things for us to do. He wants to move here. He wants to work here. In us and through us, God has a purpose for us. We've spent a lot of time trying to say, what is it? What is it? How do we say that? And part of what came out of this whole process of checking our vision and trying to step back and be objective and ask, God, what is it you want us to do and be? In a sense, he confirmed what was written probably almost 10 years ago. This is what I'd like you to do. When I look at Andover Christian Church and why you're there, here's what I see. That we're going to be a group of people trying to live as the family of God. A family. And all that that implies. A healthy family. So that by doing that we can model Jesus to our community and to our world. Now vision check is always healthy because a whole bunch of folks looking at all this said, Well we think that's true but that's a mouthful. And so one of the things that came out of that, is there any way we can shorten that? And you remember, some of you will remember a year or two ago, we said, how would you put it on a t-shirt? And we got all kinds of ideas. I thought that was a great way to ask it. Great paragraph, but how are you going to put it on a t-shirt? And out of that whole process, this is what we came up with. Jesus, community, world. Live it. Live out our faith as Jesus in the community, in this community, and in this community of Anoka County around us, and in the whole world. That's what God has called us to do. That's why he's put us here. This thing called Andover Christian Church. We tried to say, is there a way to capture that in Scripture? We came to focus on some verses out of Ephesians 3. And if I could summarize those verses, is that showing God's love and wisdom in all we do, so everyone can know him. That's why we're here. And that's been questioned and re-examined and said, is, are we sure? And out of it, a whole bunch of leaders said, yep. We've prayed, we've read scripture, we've discussed. We think we're on the right path. It's the path this church has been on since it started, and we shouldn't change it. 
That's what God wants to do here. Well, how do we accomplish that? That's really the next question. How do we be that kind of church? And that's what we've been talking about for the last two months. I called it the D5, the five pieces of discipleship. And we talked about each one of these. We talked about the need to connect. We can't do this by ourselves. We need to connect with each other. And we need to work to grow. It doesn't just happen. We need to intentionally say, I want to grow. I want to learn, become more, be transformed. But the part of that at the center is Neil, our own relationship with God. It's not just about the pastor's relationship with God or the elder's relationship with God or my folks' relationship with God. It's my own knowing God talking to him, reading his word, listening, any of those pieces that form a relationship because the God of the universe actually cares about each of us and wants a relationship with each of us and for us to have a relationship with him. And if those pieces start to come together, we get connected and we're growing and we get to know God we're going to find out that Jesus was right and says, if you want to really find your life, lose it. And we'll learn to serve. And get our eyes off of ourselves and understand we need to look beyond ourselves and become servants of others. And of course, for the last two weeks, we've been talking about God's need for us to care about people who don't know him, who are far away from him. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. Now here's what's the really cool thing, I think. And that is we've really talked about these for the last two months. About how they help each of us individually have a solid life. So that whatever comes, crisis, tragedy, the unknown, unemployment, illness, death in the family. Whatever the world throws at us, we can have a solid life and handle it. If we're building those things into our lives. But what I think is cool is how do you have a healthy church? Same five things. If you have a group that is connecting. If you have a group that is working to grow. A group that's drawing closer to God. A group that's learning how to serve each other. And to go out in the world and care for it. What have you got? You've got a church that's healthy. And alive and vibrant. Whatever its size. And how do we accomplish that mission? Jesus, community, world, live it out? Right there. That's how we do it. So now we need to come back to this green picture. So what is God's picture of ACC? What does he want us to look like? If we believe those things, then where are we going? What's the future for this church look like? Because that was really part of what this whole vision process has been. Not only to see the past and to see today, but where are we headed? Well, if we painted that picture, if I painted that picture, what would it be in it? If you painted that picture of this church in the future, what would be in it? 
Well, if we did it, it would probably, I'd uncover that and you'd see a, a building diagram of some new addition that we're going to build. Isn't that what we'd expect to see? Or maybe we'd expect to see a financial thermometer with how much more money we need to raise. Or we'd see some diagram of new staff or new ministries we're going to start. I need to tell you something that happened in this process and how God works in some amazing ways. Because as we were starting this process, we asked a number of people in this church to be a part of it. And in all transparency, we got some pushback. We had a few people who said, "Uh uh-uh, been down this road. I've seen churches, they bring in corporate planning, and they do corporate planning just like corporations do it at work, and they call it spiritual, and it feels so business. And I don't want to be a part of that. And those of us who heard that criticism step back and my first reaction is gosh are we doing the wrong thing and then I thought you know it's I don't think it's wrong to ask God what do you what do you want where, where do you want us to go what do you want us to be but their criticism is valid this shouldn't look corporate and probably what God would draw back here isn't a building What God would draw back here isn't a financial thermometer. Because you know what? For God, buildings are a piece of cake. Financial thermometers? He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. How many million you need? It's not an issue for God. And so we began praying and reading scripture and talking about not what do we think, the future should look like. What we began focusing on is we believe God has a picture of Andover Christian Church on the wall of his throne room. His dream for this church. His dream for this church. What's on the picture? What's it look like? And that became the question we were trying to see. And I think the whole outcome changed when we changed our question. Not what is our vision. What does God see? What does he want that picture to look like? And so we began asking that question. And we began talking about it. An interesting thing happened. Well, let me stop for a second. I've told you before, I did not know anything about art till I happened to marry my art expert. And I got drug into art museums and all kinds of things that were just on the top of my list of things to do. But slowly, my wife opened my eyes to art. But one of the things I learned about art is that different artists have different styles. And so, even if I haven't seen a painting by a certain artist, if I know that artist, I can pretty much tell you, 
it's probably going to be this kind of picture because I know how that artist works. So if it's a Rembrandt, I, I have some rough idea. It's going to be this style of picture if it's a Monet. And it's not just artists. I know I'm right up there with all of you who are artists like me. But you know, that's true of music, musical artists. You can hear a song and know, well, yeah, if it's by him, it's going to sound like this. Movie directors. If it's a certain director, you can know in advance, ah, this is the kind of movie it's going to be. Well, that's the really cool thing with God. We know a lot about God and the kind of pictures he paints. And so, whether or not we yet have that full picture, we know the kind of way God works, his style. So we've been trying to think that through. What, what kind of picture does God paint of a church? And so for this sermon a couple weeks ago, I sent out a bunch of emails. And I asked that question. What do you think that picture looks like? God's picture of our church. And I was, it spoke to me loudly. I had over a 50% return rate on that question. Which any of you who survey the public realizes that's off the charts. Can I summarize what, what we think that picture is going to look like? The first thing, and, and God does a panorama. That, that was one of the things that comes out. God doesn't do one rose in a vase. And not that he can't. But when he paints a church, it's a big picture. It's a big landscape. It's a big scene because that's how God is. So one of the pieces of that picture, one of the qualities of that picture is I call in here. Because in the future, God is going to want to move in here. I can guarantee it, and most of you agree. He's going to move here in relationships. Where we come through that door maybe knowing no one, and we come here and we find friends. We find people who care. We find relationships. The women do and the guys do. And those conversations may look really different. And the women are talking about families and whatever they're doing. And the guys are talking about fishing and cars and boats and hunting and everything else. But we find friends here. People who care. So that we get to, as one person said, run along beside each other. As we're following Jesus. We get to enjoy the richness of, of the diversity of different people who were, grew up in different states or even different countries, who've had different experiences, who are of different generations. And there's a richness in that. And we learn that that's, those differences, we celebrate those. And the truth is, it's in those relationships that we sharpen each other. As the Old Testament says, iron sharpening iron as one man sharpens another. And that that's part of what happens in the church. But underneath it all in here, there is a message of love. We care. 
And you may walk through the door new, and new people may come through this door in five years, but God wants them to find love when they come here. That they will be accepted and that they will be valued. And they don't have to be perfect and they don't have to have had a perfect past. They will still be welcomed and valued here. And that we'll find encouragement. Help. Somebody who believes in us. Somebody to cheer us on. That's the kind of church God wants to see here. That's part of his picture. Several people wrote back, God wants us to be real. He wants us to be authentic. He wants us to be honest. He wants us to be transparent and open. We have struggles. We've had struggles. We blew it. We blow it. But it's in that realness as we try to figure it out, we try to grow, that others are really helped. Because we all struggle. And we need real people because they're the ones who I can listen to and identify with and they're the ones who help me. They're real. But above all, as the first word in that slogan is, God wants, us, God wants people to see Jesus when they come here. People who are living out their belief that Jesus of Nazareth is the Son of God not only our Savior, but is the right way to live. And the more we treat each other like Jesus treated, each, treated people, we'll be miles ahead. And as we work to do that, God wants people to walk through that door and say, hey, they're serious here. They really live this out. They're really trying to be like Jesus. And God said, that's the highest compliment you could pay me, to be like Jesus. So people are coming here and people are changing. As I've seen your lives change, as my life has changed, because of the people we're worshiping with and the people who believe in us and help us and encourage us and accept us and overlook our mistakes and our weaknesses and our faults, and we individually are growing and changing, and our marriages are, and our families are, and our kids are, and our grandparents are. God says, that's what I want to see happen. And the other thing that really excites me about that is, you know, there's a bunch of you who weren't here when I came nine, ten years ago. I'm so glad you're here now, because you blessed me. And a lot of you walked through that door as strangers and I didn't know you and you didn't know me, but you came and we blessed you and you've blessed us. And I found that so often happens. And what I'm excited about is God's got a whole list of people lined up. He can't wait to bring through that door in the years to come. There's new family, new friends that he wants to bring here. And he wants us to be that kind of church so when they come through that door, they're going to say, wow. And some of you have said it. This church is different. People were really friendly. They cared about me. I'm glad I came and I've come back. And God's got new people to bring through that door. He says, that's my picture of Andover Christian Church. 
But that's not his only picture. I told you it's a big panorama. God's picture of this church is also out there, outside these walls. Jesus' community world live it. He has work for us to do, and some of that work is in here, and I've just talked about it. But some of that work is outside those doors because God cares about Anoka County. He cares about the people in Anoka County that are hurting. And he cares about your neighbors who think life is only about a bigger house and a bigger car and a promotion and a higher paycheck. And they wonder why life isn't a lot of fun. And they need chemicals or something else to deaden life because that's all there is. And God says, I need somebody to help them find out there's more to life than that. And he said, Andover Christian Church, I need you to be that somebody. Some of you have helped. Some of this is happening right now. It's not that we need to start this, but I just think we're only scratching the surface of what God wants to do. And right now, today, some of this is happening. And I don't want you to miss out on this. We've been publicizing, helping some families, about 60 families, I think, at Adams Elementary. It, that a school has a very high poverty level. And unfortunately, those kids are given two meals a day, breakfast and lunch, when school's in session. Guess what? It's spring break. So for a week, ten days, there's a bunch of families that aren't going to have enough food. The social worker came to Kathy, our liaison through Engage group, and said, is there any way you guys could help? And so we've been collecting food. You've been collecting food. And we've been putting it together, and there's boxes and boxes, and sandwiches are going to be made this afternoon, and more food will be given out this week, taken to these families. And we get the right, the privilege, of offering them a Bible as we do, but the biggest thing we're going to say is, God loves you, and here's some food. And they're making sandwiches this afternoon, delivering those boxes later today. And God says, that's what I need you to do. Because what did Jesus do? He healed the lepers. He drove out the demons of those who were out of control in life. He noticed bureaucrats in the trees that nobody would talk to because they hated them. And he said, can I come over to your house and have dinner? That's what Jesus did. And God says, I, we're not done. I need you to keep doing what Jesus did. And he said, my picture of Andover Christian Church is that you're out there even more. And I'm going to show you some other needs. And how we can help your neighbors who don't know how to deal with their teenagers. And, and can't find a purpose in life. And on and on and on. Let me show you what I want to happen. I just want to remind you of the quote I used a week or two ago in a sermon. The third grade teacher in Little Rock, Arkansas, when the Christians came in and rehabbed her school. And when she watched the Christians show their love by their action, her summary was, if this is Christianity, then I'm interested. 
And that's true for Anoka County. And that's God's dream. That's his picture of this church. But his panorama is even bigger. And that is he wants us to care over there too. That whole map, God loves. And we talked about that last week. God knows them by name. We don't. God understands their language when they pray to him. We don't. He sits and listens to their worship, which is way different than ours. And he actually says, cool. When we're like, whoa, that's really weird. And God says, no, it's not. It's beautiful. And he says, but I need some help over there. And God's picture of ACC is that we're going to say, we're in. Here am I, send me. I'll go. Whether that's supporting our missionaries, whether that's mission projects as we help buy beds for an orphanage or, or buy food for some place or whatever it is, or short-term mission trips. And I warned you last week, my dream is for every one of us to go on a mission trip. Praying for countries where there may not even be a Christian presence in the whole country and praying for that country. God says, I need your help over there. So what about that picture? What about this move that God has moved? God is moving, but he's not done. He says to us, come on, let's go. I've got more to do. Will you move with me like the people who started this church 60 years ago? And the question's for us. Now, I know you'd like me to uncover this picture. Sorry, I can't. Oh, that's dirty. You know why I can't? It's not done. God is still painting the picture of the indoor Christian church. So I can't show it to you yet. It's not done. He has more. And you know what? He's painting it through your hand and mine. He hands us the brush. And he says, will you paint a little bit for me? Over in this corner. I need a little bit of this. Will you paint for me? I'll show you. A little more red. Oh, two big strokes. Slow down. That's it. Now paint some more. God is still moving and painting the picture of Andover Christian Church. And if you're like me, I have to confess to you. I find that picture a lot more exciting than pulling this off and showing a building diagram or a financial thermometer. I find God's picture of this church and its future way more exciting. A church, a future that I say, I want to help paint that. I don't want to miss that. I want to see what God does. I want to see the families he touches. The stories we're going to get to tell. Because I know how God works. And I'll tell you in advance. As food is delivered to 60 families. 
we'll hear stories of what God is doing through us when we move with him. So today is a challenge to every one of us. This is what we're about as a church. Do you want to be a part of it? I hope you do. Come move with us. Will you let God use your hand to paint some of that picture? Will you move with us? I'm going to pray and we're going to sing, but I want to ask one more thing. You still got that card. What do you think's back here? If you got, I think this is what God wants to paint. Write that on that card. I want to hear it. I want to add to that list of what people have said. This is what I think's behind there. This is what I think He wants to paint. It's not just through me. Every one of us as a Christian has the Spirit of God in us. And He wants to lay it out for all of us. Help us see God's picture of this church. Most of all, let him use you to help us paint it. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful to you for how you have moved, what we're enjoying now, because you've moved, and others have listened and moved with you. But there's a big challenge there, Father. And it's exciting. We wouldn't want to miss it. We need a seatbelt on when we let you run this church. It'll be scary. It'll stretch us. But what we will hear of what you've done. So, Father, help us. Lead us. Help us listen. Show us where you want us to go. Show us what you want Andover Christian Church to look like. And help us let you use us to paint that picture. In your son's name, amen.